This is the one. This is it. This is the fucking podcast of all podcasts. It's the motherfucking holy grail. It's like, get the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. You know, I think that we'd be shocked if we walked through some of our schools today from USA Today. Today's schools are cursed by an increase in swearing with language that would stand a sailor's hair on end. In a recent poll of high school principals, 89% said they faced profane language every day. How sad, Jack. Our teenagers. You are now listening to the world's stupidest podcast ever. <laughs> This is the GTFOH podcast. We have no idea what the fuck we're doing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where's my motherfucking clap, bitch? Yeah. Yeah. Good evening. Good afternoon. Good morning. If I don't see you, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whatever the fuck he says. What up, y'all? What's going on? Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Uh, welcome to the GTFOH podcast. My name is Recognized. My friends call me Rec. It's Billboard Baggins if you're nerdy. Billy Baggins if you're nasty. Um, we're back up in this beach. Um, look at me, dude. Look at me. I just came back from my little staycation. Do I look? Do I look rosier? Do I look? Do I have a do I have an aura? You know what I mean? Do I look vibrant? Or do I just look slightly sunburned? Because I am. Um, yeah, I got a couple days staycation uh, with wifey. Celebrate our 15 year anniversary. Uh, one time for that shit. Oh shit, that's not what I want. I want this bag. There we go. Yeah, one time for that shit. Um, yeah, we went we went to Key Biscayne, kicked it, did a little chilling. Really, we didn't do shit. Like, normally we try to go to a theme park or a fucking event or whatever. But this time we were just like, yo, let's just get some two nights away from the kids. And let's just relax. Let's just eat some food, drink some drinks, chill, go by the beach, go by the pool, fucking watch some TV, whatever. And I was like, fuck it, I'm with it. Let's go. So we did it. It was cool. Um, it was very chill. Very um, relaxing. Um, the, the thing that we ended up watching over the two day period though, was the, the, the Wu-Tang documentary on Showtime that I hadn't seen. I'm super behind on all media, uh, of Mikes and Men is a four episode, uh, documentary. It's probably like a couple years old at least now, but, um, it was like dope because I'm a super Wu-Tang fan from back in the day, but it was also like kind of depressing. Put me in a funky mood because it's just like seeing how like, the ride that they went through and like the ups and downs of the music industry and then how it like kind of fell apart in a way for certain reasons and then seeing them like all kind of fall apart as a unit you know kind of just like paralleled it to me how we've in mayday have fallen apart in our own way you know we're just holding on we're, we're fucking holding on man um so it was just yeah man it was just it was a little it was a little made me a little bit melancholy though for real and really, like, the whole trip was just, like, us, just me and my wife, just a couple days kicking it away from the kids. So I had nothing really to do except for just, like, enjoy her company, eat and drink, and then, like, just be with my thoughts and shit. So uh, watching the Wu-Tang shit was, like, uh, put me in a different vibe than I was expecting. 
But anyways, it is what it is. It was fun. Um, glad to have relaxed and got away from, you know, just got a little uh, away from the daily grind for a second. So I could get ready and do my last push to get ready for these shows in Colorado. Fucking Colorado. Let's go. Yeah. Um, <sighs> yes. June 4th and June 5th. June 4th in Denver, Colorado at the Roxy. June 5th at uh, Sunshine Studios in Colorado Springs. They're my first solo shows in almost two years. Get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Exactly. I'm very excited about them. Can't wait. Um, it's going to be dope. Um, and then we're lining up a bunch of Mayday shows. There's a talk of a, there's talk of a little Mayday tour. A Mayday tour. A Mayday tour of some sort uh, f- fashioning up in the fall. Um, we're getting like some spot dates for Mayday stuff. There's a lot, a lot of stuff going on. So I could talk about that all day, but I don't have all the info yet. So let me just let you guys know that things are happening. In the meantime, though, um, this is, I'm, I'm switching now. I'm not going to count them by seasons. Any, I mean, I'm still going to count. I'm still going to do seasons, but for this show, but, uh, everyone kind of was telling me they'd prefer if the episodes were numbered in like legacy like most podcasts, so that when we get to episode 50, we could be like, oh, all right, episode 50, episode 100, episode 150. So they're still going to be in season blocks for the podcast apps that uh, separate them in seasons because I will take a break or whatever in between these little seasons. But uh, tonight would be technically episode 42. Never too old to fucking kill, all right? Get the fuck out of here. And I want you guys to make some noise because we have received our first ever Spotify takedown. Yes, make some noise for the Spotify fucking takedown. Um, we have received a complaint from Universal Music Group that the following content infringes their intellectual property rights worldwide. While this claim is under investigation, the ep- this episode has been taken down, which would be episode title number 17, The Thunder Episode. The Thunder Episode. Um, gave me the URL. Says the author recognized. If the provider believes this is mistaken, that has uh, and it has the rights to provide this content, then please contact the complaining party uh, at blah 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 and notify me of the resolution. In addition, please reply to this email with the explanation why this takedown is contested. Yada 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 yada. Suck my balls. Get the fuck out of here. Um, that episode was, I, I had to go back and check. I was like, Universal, what do I use from Universal? Now, there's a couple of things that can get me, get me taken down on this show that need to be rectified as the show grows, hopefully, um, because there are still a few things in this show that like are probably going to get me in trouble. But this particular one, I was like, what, what could it be? I had to go back and listen to it. And it was when somebody, I forget who now, cause I didn't hear the initial message, but. Uh, whoever requested me break down the freestyle, the Kanye freestyle that I did, Lift Yourself, uh, well, that's it. Episode 17 is fucking gone. Get the fuck out of here. So, um, it's only gone on Spotify, though. So, I don't know if that means that, like, Apple Podcasts... Was it you, Spencer? I think it might have been Spencer. All right, so, perfect. That's even better. Get the fuck out of here. Um... So, yeah, it's only gone on Spotify, though. So if you want to listen to episode 17, the Thunder episode, uh, you can go and check it out. It's still on YouTube. It's still on Apple Podcasts because they won't fucking keep us down. Get the fuck out of here. All right. So Spotify, hey, much love to you, but fuck yeah. All right. What? Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding? Absolutely. All right. So anyways, um, let's get to it because I'm a couple days late for the show because I was on staycation. How fucking dare you? 
um let me do this before we get the fuck up uh onto the show and do all you know do all the dudes let me just shout out my people because you know i gotta do it before we go i do it every week and i'm gonna continue to do it every motherfucking week all right um let's go hold on a minute hold on let me see where they at because i had them lined up here and it blanked out on me oh monthly supporters um everybody supporting this show on the monthly i appreciate you guys you are the sponsor you are the fucking investors you are the benefactors of this show Ana, paul reed uh who's who's uh who's been not been feeling that great shout out to paul sending you all the love paul hope you're feeling better paul we love you paul <laughs> kaylee dustin daniel lucas randy denny jean paul gagne christina brandon vinoz stella uh matthew Dylan, Nick, Samantha, a.k.a. Sam So Tiny, a.k.a. Restart the motherfucking app. Julio, Amanda, Connie, Adam. What up, Adam? Nicole, Cody, uh, Sean, Robert, Rosso, uh, Janelli, uh, the Sneaker Queen, a.k.a. Mrs. Rob, Nick, uh, Tony G, Brandon, Austin, Misty, Norman, Jan V, and Christopher Carpenter. I can never fucking say your name right. Get the fuck out of here. Um... Thank you guys for fucking supporting the show on the monthly. You guys are the fucking truth. Without you, I'd be completely fucking lost. Um, all right. Anyways, um, let's keep it moving because I'm a couple days late and there's nothing worse than being a couple days late when you just want to reach out and touch somebody and let them know that it's time for them to stop fucking around, stop procrastinating, and give you some head. Lines. Getting, getting, at 11 pay more at the grocer but getting less will tell you how to get the most the fuck are you doing We need to acknowledge an unfortunate mistake that I made and one of the teases we bring to you before this program. While we were live just after 10 o'clock, I said a word that many people find offensive. I'm truly sorry. It was a mistake on my part, and I sincerely apologize. That's right. We back up in this bitch, all right? John Oliver tried to play my uh, play my clip. I'm saying my clip like I made it and shit. But, yo, last week tonight they just played that clip. Um, of that news reporter saying fuck in New York uh, on on last week tonight, this last episode. And I was like, yo, when it came on, I was like, I felt like all of a sudden, like the feeling like when you're at, like, at work and like you're supposed to be doing something and you're not doing it. I got I had that feeling when it came on. I was like, I'm supposed to be doing a segment. Or like, holy shit, I'm about, I'm about to be doing a show. Uh, it felt weird. It felt fucking weird. Um, all right. So where are we going to start tonight in the old fucking headlines? Let's start in Tennessee. fucking C. Uh, Tennessee woman was arrested this week after authorities say she drove her SUV through a COVID-19 vaccination tent, nearly hitting several people while yelling, no vaccine, get the fuck out of here, no vaccine. Her name is uh, Virginia Christine Lewis Brown. It says she's 36. She looks older. She looks way older. All right. She looks way older than 36. I'm pretty sure that the <laughs> the paranoia and the hate has is aging her horribly. Get the fuck out of here. Virginia Christine Lewis Brown, 36 years old, of Greenback, Tennessee, has been charged with seven felony counts of reckless endangerment. 
She was released on bonds totaling $21,000 and has an initial court appearance set for June 7th, according to the Blunt County Sheriff's Office. It was unclear whether she had obtained an attorney who could speak on her behalf. Now, the incident in question occurred Monday morning at a COVID-19 vaccination tent set up in the parking lot of the Foothills Mall in Maryville, which is a suburb of Knoxville. According to an incident report, two deputies from the Blunt County Sheriff's Office said they were at the location when they saw a blue Chrysler SUV speeding through a cone course past the check-in area and then through the tent. They must have initially thought, damn, this bitch really wants her vaccine. She is fucking excited. Uh, several health workers and National Guard personnel were preparing to administer COVID-19 vaccines on site when the vehicle did not stop and was traveling at a high rate of speed. Get the fuck out of here! She wanted to get the fuck out of here. Uh, I have worked at this location multiple times over the past few months, and the area is clearly marked with signs and cones to advise the public of the event, one deputy wrote. Uh, continuing on to say the driving behavior of Miss Brown as she approached the tent and exited the tent towards the waiting area caught my attention due to how quickly the vehicle was traveling through the area. No fucking shit. Get the fuck out of here! The workers inside the tent ran over to the deputies telling them what had just happened. They said they heard the driver shout, No vaccine! as she plowed through the tent and that she narrowly missed seven of the workers. Several workers told the deputies that they thought the driver was going to kill them according to the incident report. Come on, Christine. Get the fuck out of here. What are you doing, Christine? Look, sometimes I've 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 gotten Taco Bell sometimes and I've been like, yo, this shit is crazy. Like trash. You know what I mean? Like this shit is whack. Like it's these fucking chalupa shells are fucking damn near frozen. They're half frozen. You know what I didn't do? I didn't go back and try to run over the dude who made the chalupa. Alright? I'm just saying. I'm just fucking saying. Like if you think if you think the vaccination thing is a fucking political shit or the, they're trying to sterilize us or whatever the fuck you think, do you really think that plowing over the healthcare workers that are administering it is the best way to go, Christine? I don't fucking know. I don't think that's the right way to go. I'm just saying. Uh, one of the deputies went after Christine's vehicle and pulled it the fuck over. Brown allegedly told the deputy that she was driving through the tent to protest the vaccine and that she was only going five miles per hour get the fuck out of here you know that shit like when your heart rate starts to increase and you're like you think you're relaxed but you're not really relaxed and then you see like if you like see a video of yourself back when you were hype and you thought you were relaxed and you're like oh shit i was kind of not relaxed at all that's her she thought she was like this is five miles an hour and it was like 35 miles an hour the deputy took brown into custody without incident and transported her to the blunt county jail according to the incident report while traveling to the jail miss brown made several statements about wanting to protest the vaccine fuck yeah uh the deputy uh said that miss brown stated she was driving through the course and once she got to the tent she told the personnel working uh that she was not there for the vaccine quite the fucking opposite god damn it. get the fuck out of here ah uh, what are you gonna do what are you gonna do all right um from uh oh, from somewhat not uh from somewhat not lucky to all the way fucking lucky let's go over here to where are we going where's this one at this one is in southwick massachusetts this one is great i love this story all right um, this is a Massachusetts woman who accidentally tossed out a $1 million lottery ticket. Get the fuck out of here! Yes. How does that fucking happen? 
bro, I don't know if it's because I'm obsessive compulsive or just because I'm like a little bit mental or whatever, but when I buy lottery, I be buying lottery every now and again. Like now that I got into cryptocurrency, like I I put my gambling like like energy into that. So like I, every time like I would like normally used to bet on like boxing or go buy, buy lotto, I like be like, damn, I could buy like some I could buy fucking dildo coin or whatever. You know what I mean? So I, I don't buy lotto and I don't bet on sports as like I used to because I'd be like, oh, I could buy fucking dildo coin or whatever. So um, so I've been doing that. But every now and again, I like to play the lotto still. I just like, you know what I mean? Throw a dollar up into the sky and just fucking light it on fire midair. It's fun. I just like it. It's cool. Um, and like, I don't know. They say it goes to like education or some shit. Get the fuck out of here. You know what I mean? I don't know. Um, anyways, this Massachusetts woman accidentally tossed out a million dollar lottery ticket. Motherfucker. And the good part of this story the very un-GTFOH but somewhat GTFOH moment of this story is that she eventually collected her winnings thanks to the kindness and honesty of the owners of the store where she bought it. Get the fuck out of here. God damn it. Um, her name is Leah Rose Flega. She bought the 30, uh, $30 Diamond Million scratch-off ticket. Is that what you got to spend to buy it to win a million dollars? $30? That's why I never win. I never, I never buy a $30 one. God damn. In my mind, I'm like, all right, I, I, 20, 20 is me like, I'll splurge on a scratch off. You know what I mean? Like 20 is like, oh, this is some hot shit. Uh, 30? Damn. Um, anyway, so she, she bought a $30 uh, diamond million scratch off ticket in March at the Lucky Stop convenience store in Southwick near where she works. Uh, Leah said, I was in a hurry on lunch break and just scratched it real quick and looked at it and it didn't look like a winner. So I handed it over to them to throw away. That's another thing. Never throw the fucking tickets away in the goddamn Get store. the fuck out of here. Never. You know what I mean? What the fuck are you doing? Um, like, okay, look at it and be like, damn, this shit's trash. But I'm putting it in my pocket later. Sit down. Analyze it. You know what I mean? Put it under scanner. Fuck, scan the QR code on the back. Make sure it's really not a winner before you throw that shit away. All right? Anyways, the ticket uh, lay behind the counter for 10 days, which I don't know if they got a spot where they keep the lot like the lotto scratch offs or the like you know it, i'm surprised it didn't just get thrown in the thrown away in the garbage but apparently luckily for leah ticket laid behind the counter for 10 days um the owner oh no the son of the owner of the store his name's ab ab abhishna one abhishna that's, that's an interesting name one evening i was going through the tickets from the trash and found out that she didn't scratch the number get the fuck out of here so abby Abhi, 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 he scratched the number and it was $1 million underneath the ticket. Get the fuck out of here. Fiega is a regular customer at the store, so the family knew immediately who had discarded it. This is where, this is where like a Forensic Files episode should kick in because the family should be like, yo, this bitch is crazy. Fuck this bitch. We taking this shit. Uh, but no, there's hope, people. You know what I mean? I know negative uh, news rises to the top of the pot fastest and most people like on Facebook share bullshit. You know, there's only like a couple of little good news like IG pages that you might be able to subscribe to that'll give you some news like this. But this is a positive story. It's fucking amazing. Um, Shah went to see Fiega at work. He knew where she works. This is a small ass town. Uh, Leah said, he came to my office and said, my mom and dad would like to see you. I said, I'm working. She was like, no, get the fuck away from me. Uh, I'm working. And he said, no, bitch, check this out. You have to come over to my store right now. So she went over there and that's when they told her. 
and she was in total disbelief. She cried, she hugged them, and then she didn't cut them in at all. Get the fuck out of here! I'm just fucking around. Fiega said overcoming a near-fatal bout with COVID-19 earlier in the year in January was like winning the lottery, so now she feels doubly fortunate. Fuck yeah. I mean, who does that? They're great people. I'm beyond blessed. That's what she said. Now, uh, for everybody waiting to find out what the fuck was going to happen, at the end of this whole thing, the store does get a $10,000 bonus from the State Lottery Commission for selling the winning ticket, and Fiega said she gave the family an additional reward, but she's saving the rest for retirement. Get the fuck out of here! Yes, there it is. <laughs> uh, hey, she cut him in. She cut him in a little bit. What the fuck? Um... All right, well, congratulations to Leah, and fucking shout out to that family, though. Shout out to that family. Like, who does that? That was a scratch-off, all right? I'm, I mean, I don't know if, like, she would have, like, if she would have, she couldn't have realized that, I don't know. I don't know how they could have pulled that off and got that Millie somehow. But, you know, $10,000 and whatever Leah gave them, I guess, is all right. I guess it's acceptable. Um, all right, let's see here. Let's see here. Let's see here. Hey, I want to say last week, a few of you guys submitted stories for the show and I used a few of the stories, probably more than a few. There were some really good submissions last week. And with the mix up and the mess and like the fucking the flow of the show with George being here and having to balance and juggle all the new things, you know, to make the live guest work. Um, I forgot to shout out everyone who submitted a story. So shout out to you for submitting a story last week. If you did, you know who you are. I'm going to make sure I rectify that uh, on this one if I can manage. Uh, I'm trying not to leave anybody out anymore. If you want to submit a story, if you find a story throughout the week um, and you can get it in time for the Tuesday night uh, normal live broadcast, uh, then email it, to, uh, <coughs> email it to me. I'm choking up. Email it to me at thegtfohpodcast at gmail.com. All right, all right, all right. All right, let's keep it fucking moving. Let's keep it moving. Um, all right, here. Here is a story that is uh, submitted by a, a viewer of ours named Silent Storm. Shout out to fucking Silent Storm. Let me go ahead and get into it. Let's go. But first, at 75 years old, he's accused of murder again. Decades ago, he was convicted in the death of a Chicago police officer. This week, SWAT team members returned, this time for a new murder charge. Let's get right to Jermont Terry. Jermont and Bernard Barry has quite the history. Brad and Erica, tonight this man is proving that age is nothing but a number. For the third time in his life, he's arrested for murder. He is a two-time convicted felon, including that of a Chicago police officer from 1969. Now Chicago police say he killed someone else, this time on the west side. And Chopper 2 was there when SWAT moved in. Monday afternoon, Chopper 2 captured Bernard Berry sitting on the back porch of this duplex. Steps away, the SWAT team. Police tell us they were at this West Side home to arrest the 75-year-old. Yet you will see he refused to surrender. He was SWAT like, members with guns drawn were getting in position just yards away. At one point, Barry, who uses an oxygen tank, walked towards officers and then runs towards the porch. At that point, SWAT moves in and takes him into custody. Barry was wanted for murder outside this senior citizen facility on North California. God damn, he's wanted for murder outside of a senior citizen facility. God damn, what the fuck? <laughs> in front of witnesses, according to prosecutors. But his first conviction came in the 1970s. CPD officer Owen Jackson was killed on duty after Barry tussled with another cop during an arrest. An officer's gun discharged, killing the officer. The charges were dropped to aggravated assault. He was sentenced to eight years in prison. 
Five years later, in 1975, Barry was convicted of another murder. He was then sentenced to 90 years. We know in 2005, he was paroled. And this week, police arrested the senior citizen, yet repeat felon for another murder. Tonight, Barry remains in custody without bond. Live in the Streetside studio tonight, Jermont Terry, CBS2 News. God damn, motherfucker. Shit. Get the fuck out of here. That's a heavy one. That's a heavy one right there. Um, damn, Silent Storm, you gave me the heavy shit right here. Come on. The 75-year-old convicted of two murders in the 1970s is now accused of a third. Um, man. So apparently what happened is, um, he, I guess he lives at an assist, assistant, assisted living facility. and Or no, he was a former resident of this living facility, right? And... A worker from the facility recognized him as a former resident and identified him as a shooter in an altercation that happened in front of the facility. Uh, he was later arrested at his home. And for those who could see the video on the show right now, uh, he was chilling. He was like, I don't give a fuck. He was sitting on his porch. I didn't see an oxygen tank there, but apparently they said he uses one. And he was like, take me to jail if you can even get me off this step because I'm fucking relaxed. Um... Remember last week? Remember last week there was a story where 80, she was 79 and they were like accusing her of like uh, insurance fraud or whatever. Well, apparently you like we were all like talking shit about that and be like, well, no, man, you know, she's 79. What the fuck? Well, apparently this dude is 75 and out here. Merkin. Get the fuck out of here. Goddamn. Um, so what happened was, let's see. Uh, Tyron Evans, who's 42 years old, approached a car outside of the facility that Bernard Barry was sitting in and ordered him out of the car. Get up out the motherfucking car, Grandpa. As Evans tried to throw a punch, Barry fired a handgun because Grandpa's not fucking around. Get the fuck out of here. He struck Evans in the side and Evans was taken to a hospital where he later died. God damn. Um... They recognized Barry as the former resident, identified him, and he was arrested later. The reason for this confrontation between Barry and Evans on Monday was not immediately clear. Barry was sentenced to eight years in prison after he was convicted of murder in 1970. 13 years before I was even, before I even existed. Uh, five years later, Barry was convicted of another murder and received a 90-year sentence. Get the fuck out of here! God damn. Additional information about those crimes are, weren't immediately available. Uh, Barry was discharged from parole last August for a 2005 conviction for aggravated discharge of a firearm. Evans was scheduled to stand trial in July on attempted murder and aggravated battery charges, according to court records. And his attorney uh, said that she didn't believe Evans's murder was related to his pending case. Get the fuck out of here. God damn. Holy shit. That was aggressive. Somebody fucking got Barry upset. Barry Evans. Oh, Barry Evans. Um, yeah, so I guess Barry Evans, that's like third strike. Shit, what the fuck? Uh, something tells me we're not going to see him again. I don't I don't know. At this point, I think it's over for Barry. Uh, Barry, it's been real, but Get the fuck out of here! Thanks, but no thanks. All right, next one. Let's go to Japan for our next story. Um, let's see here. This one was submitted by Mr. Denny Jean-Paul Gagné, the Dali Gagné himself. Um... This one, this one freaked me out a little bit because I've been overseas a couple times and, and ridden some of these speed bullet trains and thought of this as fucking scary, all right? Um, 
All right, let's go. A Japanese bullet train driver is facing disciplinary action after he left the crew compartment of the fucking train. Get the fuck out of here. And you're like, oh, why? it's not a big deal that he would leave the fucking, you know what I mean? It's, it's fine. He, he would leave the crew compartment. What's wrong with that? Well, at the time he left the crew compartment, the, tr- the train was just traveling, um, you know, 150 uh, kilometers per hour with 160 passengers inside. And my guy said, fuck this. I got to use the bathroom real quick. So I'll be right back. Get the fuck out of here. Driver asked the conductor to sit in his place while he went to relieve a stomach ache. A man had the shits. Um, Shikansen drivers who feel ill are required to either stop at the nearest station or report to an operations center and hand the controls to a qualified conductor. But my man, he, he, he ate some, he ate some kind of fermented something and it fucked him up. And the driver said he didn't want to lose time by stopping the train at the next stop. He said he didn't report it because it was embarrassing. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, he and the conductor might have gotten away with the transgression if the train hadn't arrived one minute late at its next stop, which immediately triggered an investigation. Get the fuck out of here. This is Japan, bruh. You know what I mean? You can't even be a minute late. A minute late. All right. Have you guys ever ridden the New York subway? I feel like that shit's got to be minutes late all the time. You know what I mean? At least a few, at least a couple. On the, on the, on the UK trains I've been on, they're like off by a minute or a couple of minutes. One minute late triggered a whole investigation. God damn. Um, the incident happened last weekend while the train was speeding along the Tokedo line, Tokiedo, which links uh, Tokyo and Osaka. Uh, Masahiro Hayatsu, who's a, a junior central senior officer, apologized and told reporters the driver's actions had been extremely inappropriate. Get the fuck out of here! company stated this is the first time a bullet train driver has left the cockpit of a moving train carrying passengers that we know of <laughs> they said it's the first time but that we know of because if, if my guy would have gotten away with it we wouldn't be hearing this shit um japan's shikansen are well known around the world for their extreme punctuality oh i could be i could be a shikansen then because i'm my punctuality they like to make fun of me online. You know, they like to make fun of me in the Wrecking Crew for my, the, they call it Wrecking Crew time or whatever because they, they say they be saying that I'd be behind on shit. But like, for real, my punctuality in real, in IRL, in real fucking life is, is fucking on point, all right? Get the so fuck, fuck out of here. What's up? I take that shit to heart, man. Anyways, I could be a Shikansen if I wanted to be. Um, anyways, they're well known around the world for their extreme punctuality and speed, which can read uh, reach up to 320 kilometers per hour, uh, which I guess is fast because I don't I don't know how to convert that shit to miles per hour. I'm just I'm just a, I'm just an ignorant American man. Uh, more than 400,000 people use the Tokedo services daily, and while most commuters around the world are accustomed to waiting for long delayed trains, it's uncommon for bullet trains in Japan to go off schedule by even a few seconds. Get the fuck out of here! Goddamn. What the fuck? Uh, in 2018, the train left the station 25 seconds before its scheduled departure time after its conductor couldn't see anyone on the platform. And this triggered an apology from Japan's National Railway System, who condemned the driver's actions as inexcusable. Damn, that's a rough-ass job. My guy had to shit his pants. They literally want him to just shit himself. In 2017, um, a Sukuba Express conductor uh, precipitated another apology after he departed 20 seconds early. God Get damn. the fuck out of here! Oh, 
All right. Well, let me find out if I ever need to catch a fucking train. Japan is the fucking place to do it. Um, all right. Shout out to Denny Gagne for the story. Appreciate you on that one, bruh. All right. Let's go. Where are we going for this next one? Let's go to. Oh, let's go to India as if they don't have enough fucking problems going on right now. Um, all right. Let's move on to India. This one is a doozy. Uh, one recent bride made the most of an unfortunate situation after her wedding went awry. After her groom unexpectedly disappeared, she went through with the wedding anyways. With another man. Get the fuck out of here! <laughs> the Tribune reported that the incident took place on Monday in the town of Maharajapur. I can't, I can't pronounce that shit. Mahar, I'd be a terrible broadcaster for real. Maharajapur. In the Indian state of Madhya Pradesh, according to the news outlet, the couple had just completed their Jaimala, or exchange of garlands, when the groom went missing. Get the fuck out of here! At the time, their families were getting ready for the main ceremony. Maybe he had the same shit the train the train conductor had. Maybe he just had to go drop it drop it like it's hot real quick. You know what I mean? What if my guy just had to take a shit? Hey. If I was about to marry my wife and I had, I was like, oh shit, I got, I got, I got the runs. I got to hit the bathroom real quick. And I ran to go to the bathroom and they, they looked for me for like five minutes. And then my wife was like, I fuck it. I'll I just marry that guy. I'd be really fucking pissed off. Get the fuck out of here. Um, the bride was apparently distressed by the news. Of course, naturally. Family members reportedly searched for the groom in a state of frenzy, but he was nowhere to be found. Eventually, it became clear that the groom had not gone missing under mysterious conditions. Oh, they, okay. So they discovered that he wasn't in the shitter. Rather, he had purposefully, uh, purposely fled the scene for reasons still unknown. Get the fuck out of here! Finally, one of the groom's guests suggested that the marriage continue. Damn, one of the groom's guests! Holy shit! This is one of his boys! What the fuck? What's going on, India? You guys don't have camaraderie? Y'all don't have the bro code? Yeah, like, what the fuck? If one of my boys was the one who said, hey, man, why don't, um, why don't you just marry somebody else now that Rex's gone? You are, we are no longer friends after this. Holy shit. Uh, one of the groom's guests suggested that the marriage continue, but this time with a suitable wedding guest as the groom. The bride's family deliberated. This is like a game show. It's like a fucking bachelor. Uh, the bride's family deliberated the pool of a potential husbands in the groom's wedding party called a barat and settled on an eligible suitor. Come on, Rob. Get the fuck out of here. Here is your rose. Uh, there at the same venue, the bride married her new groom. According to the Tribune, the bride's family filed a complaint against the groom and his family after the wedding. An official reportedly released a statement on the matter. Uh, the official report said, We have received a complaint in this regard from both the bride and groom sides. While the bride side has sought suitable action against the groom and his family members, the groom's father who has a name that I won't even attempt to pronounce, in his complaint has sought police help to trace his missing son. Investigations are continuing in this regard. Damn, so they still haven't even found this motherfucker yet? Get the fuck out of here! Holy shit. What the fuck? They haven't even found this guy yet. He's still missing. If anybody knows where... Uh, whatever the fuck his name was. Sorry, shit. I'm not trying to be insensitive. I'm just saying, I, I don't know. I don't even know after all those names. I don't even know which name was his. Well, if anybody knows where this fucking guy is, please holler at somebody because he's still missing. I hope he's okay. Um, 
In other strange nuptial news from this week, a Spanish judge recently refused to marry a couple because of the outfits they chose to wear on their big day. Get the fuck out of here! The groom, Juan Alberto, reportedly wore a Jack Sparrow costume to the wedding, which is signifying that it's... It's a, it's a fucking wonder that he's getting married at all, uh, including the fictional pirate's long locks and hat. However, the judge told Alberto that he had to dress properly in order for him to officiate the marriage. Get the fuck out of here! Damn. All I want to know is where's the rum? Where's the rum? Meanwhile, Reddit post on Monday went viral after it detailed one future bride's outrageous list of demands for her bridal party. Uh, specifically, she requested that her bridesmaids drop several clothing sizes. Damn. Get the fuck out of here. She said, look, I love y'all. This is an important moment in my life. I'm so excited and so honored to have you with me. But check this out. You bitches need to fucking like at least lose five to ten pounds. All right. If you're going to be in my wedding party, because right now you're looking a little bit. You look a little bit plump. I don't, I don't like it. Get the fuck out of here. Um, they wanted, she wanted her, all her bridesmaids to drop several clothing sizes to a size eight and asked for $500 donations towards her honeymoon, among other demands. The author of the Reddit post reportedly dropped out of the bridal party following the exchange because she was on some brides. Oh, Get the fuck out of here. Well, goddamn. Fuck that shit. Bridezilla. Bridezilla. So glad I didn't have a bridezilla. I was so we were so low key with our shit. We we went to the courthouse for our wedding. Um, you know what I mean? We we did we we just eloped basically, and then I had a show. I had a, we were on tour. We were on tour, and we had a show on the day of our ten year anniversary. So my wife just flew out with a couple of close friends, and we basically like enjoyed the day together. And then I did a show, and I was working and shit, and we kept it super low key, and it was fucking great. It was wonderful. Uh, she did make Miyagi lose uh, ten pounds before he got on the plane with her. I, I don't know, which I thought was weird because I, I don't know he didn't he didn't even have to like put on any put on any dresses or clothes or anything. But he you know he lost the weight though. Shout out to Miyagi. Get the fuck out of here. And yeah, I'm glad I didn't go missing too. I'm glad I'm still here after all that. I didn't I didn't run. I, I did my show. I stayed married to her. We've been married for five years now. All right, so one time for us. One time for us. Yeah. I do love me some Santa Cruz. Santa Cruz is a wonderful fucking place. Um, but there is no place. No place like home. Okay. So I think you should use this idea for your Florida, Florida segment and get the out, out of here. So I came up with get on the Florida, because when the cops come arrest you with their handcuffs, they're like, get on the floor so that they can put the handcuffs on. And since it's about Florida and all the crazy stuff that happens there, which is usually involved with the cops, so get on the Florida is Florida. And also get on the Florida. I mean, get on the floor. So I think you should use it because I'm smart. Get on the floor. <laughs> yeah. Get on the motherfucking Florida. Get on the motherfucking Florida. Alright. Toss this over out of my way. Um, alright, welcome back to Florida, folks. The show, I mean the place that keeps half of this show going. Because goddamn it, without Florida, who knows where we'd be. Um it's the place that 
you can only make fun of and get away with it if you're from Florida, as me and my sister like to say, all right? So, you know what I mean? You have to be like, you can't, it's like, you can't make fun of Florida unless you live here, all right? Get the fuck out of here! Goddamn right. Um, well, it's, it's going down in Florida right now. I knew we were returning back to normal, but I didn't know how much normal we were returning back to because, goddamn, the sand here on the beach is getting whiter and whiter by the goddamn second. All right. We're going to Isla Mirada, Florida, which I don't think we've ever covered. I'm not sure we've ever been to the Keys in the Florida segment before. Yeah, I'm a Florida. <laughs> Packages of cocaine keep washing ashore in the Florida Keys, which leads me to believe, oh, shit, let's go fuck party in the Keys, yeah, baby. I'm, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've actually never done cocaine, and I, I don't plan on it. I'm, I'm not judging any of you guys out there, but I'm just, it, it was just the method, man. It's just the, I can't be putting shit in my nose, man. I just, I don't know. It's just not my vibe. Um, but anyways, enough about me. Uh, the most recent packages washed up on Wednesday and Thursday on the Alamorada shoreline. Each package weighed about 2.4 pounds. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> on Monday night, anglers in Lower Matacumba Key found a 2.4 pound package of cocaine at the start of the month, a boater off Marathon discovered a large sack filled with five bundles of marijuana weighing 62 pounds. Hollow. <laughs> In late April, boaters found a large sack offshore of Key Largo uh, that contained 25 packages of cocaine weighing a total of about 73 pounds. Get the fuck out of here! God damn! <laughs> That's as much as both of my kids weigh combined. 73 pounds. That's, that's a lot of coke. In March, a snorkeler off the Florida Keys spotted a large bundle floating in the water and called police. It turned out to be 25 bricks <laughs> of the cocaina. This is turning out to be the best episode of Narcos ever. Get the fuck out of here. Shit. It's fucking going down. My goodness gracious. That's a lot of cocaine. Um, <laughs> shit. All right, uh... Well, somebody had to do something with that. What would you do if you found that much drugs? You know what I mean? Would you would you flip it? Would you turn it into the police? Would you get nervous? Would you just leave it? You know what I mean? Or would you put it in your butt? Put it in your butt. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Um, this is also in Isla Mirada, so I'm guessing these stories must be related. The picture of this gentleman that you're looking at right now, his name is Bryce Dennis Oliphant. Bryce Dennis Oliphant. He's 41 years old. He's from Key Largo. Uh, he was taken into custody after a Monroe County Sheriff's sergeant was pumping gas at a station around 11 a.m. when he noticed a strong smell. What's that smell? A strong smell of marijuana coming from the Nissan parked at the pump next to him. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> he approached the female in the driver's side of the car and also saw two teen children later identified as being 13 and 14 uh, years old who were sharing the single front passenger seat. Dead giveaway. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> 13 and 14 year old sharing a seat. <sighs> Open and shut case, Johnson. I've got probable cause. Tase this motherfucker. Uh, when the sergeant asked the woman about the smell, the driver said she did not have a medical marijuana card. She said the person in the back seat had been smoking the pot. Damn. Dimed him out. Get the fuck out of here. Dime bagged him out. Uh, she said the person in the back seat had been smoking pot. The man in the back seat, according to the sheriff sergeant, well, he looked nervous. And there's a reason why he looked nervous, because... Oh, God. This is Florida. This is one of those... Come on, you're killing me, Florida. Uh, Mr. Bryce Dennis Oliphant 
hid a syringe in the crack of his buttocks. Get the fuck out of here! Sheriff's office also found nine other syringes in the suspect's possession, along with methamphetamine, crack cocaine, marijuana, and heroin. Get the fuck out of here! Sar uh, Sergeant also reported that when Oliphant was first questioned, he gave a fictitious name. Damn, he didn't even have to give a fictitious name. His name is Bryce Dennis Oliphant. That shit, it kind of sounds made up, for real. It was also discovered uh, he had a warrant, surprise, surprise, for smuggling contraband into a detention facility. Let's go. Yeah, uh, he was arrested and taken to jail. He did, he, he did not get to pass go. He did not get to collect $200. <laughs> Fucking out of there. Get the fuck out of here. Uh, the Florida Department of Children and Families were notified of the incident. Well, that's unfortunate. And uh, yeah, folks, if you come to Florida and party with us, it's cool. It's totally fine. Just um, I would recommend avoiding putting anything that you pick up here in Florida in your ass crack. Yeah, I'm <laughs> because it never ends up good. Trust me. I've lived here for 35 years. All right. God damn it. No, 33 years. And never, not a never, ever have I ever heard a story when someone hides something here anywhere around their, their butthole and it and it goes well. It always goes bad. Yeah, I'm the floor. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, but I know some of you, I'm oh, sorry, but is a great segue word for that. I know some of you guys are excited to come to Florida and you're like, yo, you know what, man? Like, I really just want to like, I want to get some of that cocaine offshore. You know what I mean? And I want to fucking party. I want to put some of that shit in my butt. And then maybe, maybe, just maybe, I can even catch a fucking show. And if you were going to go to St. Petersburg for that, well, I've got a, I've got some news for you. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> With new CDC guidelines, concerts are starting to come back to Florida. But for at least one show, the ABC Action News one team has learned that a COVID-19 vaccination status will determine how much you pay to attend. They interviewed a girl, a sweet girl named Brittany Wigan. She said uh, she showed them of some framed displays containing hundreds and hundreds of ticket stubs. Get the fuck out of here. Shout out to Brittany Wigan. We love you. I'm sure you, hopefully you've been to a Mayday show before. She's got tickets from all over the years. She's a fucking concert going fiend. Wigan has been a fan of punk rock. Oh, so maybe she hasn't been to a Mayday show. I don't know. And has attended shows regularly since she was a teenager. The COVID-19 pandemic put all concerts on hold, but Wigan recently saw an announcement for a show to be held at St. Petersburg VFW post number 39 next month, headlined by Teenage Bottle Rockin', featuring the bands Make War and Rudder King. <laughs> she said she saw the announcement for the concert. Then she went to purchase tickets. And it says you have to show proof of vaccination, which she doesn't have. Guessing old Miss Wigan has not been vaccinated yet. So she looked it up and the tickets, if you have a vaccination card, cost $18 in advance or $20 at the door. Now, if you don't have a vaccination, uh, vaccination, if you don't have a vaccination certificate, uh, the price will increase 50 fold. And your ticket to the show will now be be costing you nine hundred and ninety nine dollars. Get the fuck out of here! Yeah, I'm a sport. Goddamn! Goddamn! What the fuck? 
What's this guy doing? Promoter Paul Williams. Shout out to promoter Paul Williams with this wonderful idea. He said, we're just trying to do a show safely. And they should go out and get vaccinated to protect themselves and their families and their community. Uh, He said he had less than a week to come up with a plan. No shit. (laughs) Something tells me if he would have had more than seven days to come up with this idea. um, That, you know, maybe he would come up with a better plan. I mean, I get what he's trying to do. I I respect it. I'm I'm not not mad at him. I get it. But goddamn. A thousand dollars? Holy shit. Get the fuck out of here. Man. Um, He said he had less than a week to come up with a plan to book the show and thought giving a discount for people who were vaccinated would be a good incentive. Teenage Bottle Rocket. I'm not familiar with this group, but if is Teenage Bottle Rocket the shit? Teenage Bottle Rocket was at first skeptical of the approach, but now they fully support the idea. Way to be punk rock, guys. <laughs> um, we're all vaccinated. We encourage everyone to get vaccinated so we can see you in the pit. Get the fuck out of here. Which gotta be the most, the least punk rock shit a punk rock group has ever said ever. Can you imagine? Oh, we're here with the Sex Pistols, everybody. Yeah, well, what do you think of what do you think of tonight's event? Well, we're all vaccinated. We encourage everyone to get vaccinated. We'll see you in the pit, Mike. Get the fuck out of here. Oh, man. They're not British, are they? I don't even know. I'm not even sure if I'm, I'm saying I'm thinking about the right group. But anyways, uh, that was Ray Carlisle, who sings and plays guitar in the band. He's um, Meanwhile, Miss Wigan says, I understand what they're doing. I think it's very nice of them, but it's just not fair. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> Israel is, uh, oh, they're from Wyoming. <laughs> yeah, well, you know what I meant. Anyways, uh, Israel is using proof of vaccination, so-called vaccine passports to determine who can attend concerts. But Williams says he didn't feel like he could legally ban people without vaccines. Uh, because, of course, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis first signed an executive order, then signed a bill into law earlier this month banning vaccine passports in Florida. Yeah, the floor. <laughs> Under no circumstances will the state be asking you to show proof of vaccination, and I don't think private companies should be doing that either. Mr. Ron DeSantis said, if you go to an event, go to an event. If you don't, don't. This is That's some Florida shit right there. Hey, man, if you want to go, fucking go. If you don't want to go, fucking don't go. Yeah, I'm the Florida. <laughs> but to be requiring people to provide all this proof, that's how you get society back to normal, all right? Fuck all this precautionary bullshit, all right? My thing is, like, all the vaccination stuff, like, I get it. People are getting mad about, like, the vaccination, like, passport idea or whatever, but... How do you, how, like, everyone's like, all right, well, if you're not vaccinated or you, if you are vaccinated, you can go do this, that, and the third. But how do you tell the difference? Everyone's like, oh, the honor system, the honor system, the honor system. That's how we're supposed to trust this shit? I'm sorry. I'm not buying the honor system. I don't trust none of you motherfuckers. I don't even trust myself, all right? If, if they were like, yo, sir, you can't come into Costco today unless you're vaccinated, and, but we're on the honor system. And let's just say I hadn't been vaccinated yet. But I really wanted to get in there and get like they got these really good crackers that I like. And I was like, um, oh, have I been vaccinated? Damn, but they got the really good deal on crackers in there. Yeah, I've been vaccinated. I've been vaccinated. Yeah, I'm the floor. <laughs> I'm fucking lying. I'm, I'm, I'm a super truthful person, but I'm lying to get into where I need to get into. And I, I would expect all you to do the goddamn same. So I don't trust none of you motherfuckers. All right. I'm sorry. Let's just call it what it is. You think everybody's going to be on the honor system? Oh, f- the fuck out of here. Get the fuck out of here. 
Uh, University of South Florida Healthcare Vice President Jay Wolfson says mandating people show medical records raises other concerns. It would be a discriminatory. Uh, it would be discriminatory if a business said, "Show me your personal health information." Yeah. William said he won't keep anyone out who buys a full price ticket. Uh, we're gonna let them in. We're not gonna out them. Nobody's gonna know that they're the person that bought the ticket, and they'll be treated just like everyone else. Fuck yeah, bitch! Get the fuck out of here! If I pay you $1,000 for a ticket that everyone else is paying $20, actually, I want you to let everyone know that I'm the asshole. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be held up, like, on some VIP shit. You better put, like, I want a bottle service with the lights and fucking put lighters on it and then fucking bring it through. Doom, 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 doom. This fucking guy's not vaccinated. Make some noise. He paid $1,000 to get in the fucking job. Get the fuck out of here. Put me in on, put me in my own section. Put us up, all of us in a bunch of section, like all of us, like unvaccinated in the corner. Oh shit, fuck yeah! You got, you paid a thousand. Like oh, shit, we balling. We paid a thousand dollars getting this motherfucker. Boo! Fuck this guy. Um, fuck that. Uh, I feel like that's almost like worse in a way. No, I don't know. Feels weird. Like they should just do it like uh, they how they separate drinkers and non-drinkers in like the scaredy states. Like because when we when we tour, like when we do a show in a place like Miami or Vegas or whatever, it's like whatever free for all, right? But then we go do shows in places like um, Billings, Montana, and Utah. Certain places in Utah where like if you have a drink, they corral you into this little section, and they're like, <gasps> "You evil doers, drink your drink somewhere else, goddammit. And they put you in this fucked up corner, and then they're like, "It's fucked up." You know what I mean? It's like, it's weird. It's just a weird vibe. Um, yeah, they put you in a little box, a little bubble. But you should just do that. They should just separate everybody and be like, okay, here, here's the vaccinated section that's all the way in the back or whatever. And then here's the unvaccinated. Fucking here's the sh- the sheeple section or whatever. Like, I love the, the, the like name calling that people are doing for people that are getting vaccinated. Everyone's being real fucked up and mean. And especially people that don't know for sure. You know what I mean? People don't know shit, like, for sure. I'm sure some of y'all might know some shit, but a lot of people are just reading shit off the internet and then being like, don't get vaccinated, man. They're trying to fucking sterilize you, man. Fuck, yeah. fuck out of here. I'm like, what, bro? You just read that shit on Reddit. You don't know shit. All right? Fuck you. All right? How about fuck you? If we go to the show, I'm paying $20. You're paying $1,000. you are going to be in the back. I'm going to be in the front row. All right? Kiss my ass. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> well, anyways... This is the kind of world we're living in anyways, because promoter Paul Williams, to this date, here's your update. He has not yet sold any full price tickets to the show. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. Um, Brittany Wigan, she said, I think it's terrible because not everyone can get the vaccine. Brittany. Get the fuck out of here. Come on, Brittany. (laughs) What do you mean not everyone can get the vaccine? the fuck out of here they're giving that shit away right now at Publix, like like samples they're not even doing samples anymore at costco they're giving away vac- vaccinations all right i'm pretty sure everyone can get the vaccine um oh okay wait wait sorry correction she says she can't because she had covid too recently yeah, on the floor. <laughs> oh, everybody's got an excuse she said she has antibodies that would prevent her from getting covid or giving it to anyone else uh, Wygan said she had offered to provide a doctor's note to the promoter saying she doesn't pose a risk to anyone else. Williams says he's not a doctor, so he wouldn't know how to interpret her medical records. He would, however, know how to interpret her thousand dollars. Get the fuck out of here! 
He said he won't sell her a, a discount ticket this time, but he said he plans to hold shows later this summer without the different ticket prices. She can come to the next show, and I hope she does. Teenage Bottle Rocket band members say that Wigan can attend one of their other Florida concerts in Orlando or Jacksonville instead, where there are no vaccination stipulations. Yeah, I'm a <laughs> uh, they say there's another option for Wigan. Uh, perhaps put together a GoFundMe and all the other... <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> Hold on a second. <laughs> Hold on a second. Let me stop the music. <laughs> they said, perhaps put together a GoFundMe and all the other weirdo anti-vaxxers can help support you going to Teenage Bottle Rocket for $1,000. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. Oh, my God. That's always an option. <laughs> All right. I fuck with Teenage Bottle Rocket now. I don't know who the fuck they are, but that was that. That's an ill-ass statement. Like, damn, this is a fan of yours. This is somebody who wants to come to your show. Damn. Like, I, I just, I guess I've been in the game so long that, like, I wouldn't, like, ostracize a fan of mine, like, if they had a political opinion that differed from mine. Because, like, you're still a fan. You know what I mean? You're still a fan. Like, is that weird? I, I don't know. Am I fickle like that? Like, all right, man. Like, I get it. Like, you, you don't want to get vaccination to get come to the show or whatever. I'm not going to be like, yo, why don't you get all those other fucking weirdos to fucking pay $1,000 for your bitch ass? Like, god damn. This is a fan. Uh, most people who are avid concert goers know the risks. There's other risks beside COVID. I think they should trust us a little bit more. Um, I compare it to what we see right now with Dunkin' Donuts giving you a free donut when you show your vaccine card. That's what the promoter said. <laughs> Bitch, that's a thousand dollar donut. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> uh, and just like some people don't like donuts, Williams said, sweaty punk rock concerts aren't for everyone. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> the show's scheduled for June 26th. Um, if you guys want to go see Teenage Bottle Rocket, get your vaccinations because otherwise that ticket is going to cost you a thousand fucking dollars. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> All right. Meanwhile, um, I've been fully vaxxed and I'm going to Colorado June 4th and June 5th and I'm coming up for all the handshakes, all the hugs, all the shots. I'll be in the pit during my own set. All right. Get the fuck out of here. I'll be all about to pay me a thousand dollars. All right. Just to fucking come in the crowd because I'm already there. I'm fully vaxxed, bitch. All right. Anyways, let's keep it moving. Um, <laughs> where are we going next? We are going to go to, where are we going? Where are we going? Uh, I believe we're going to St. Augustine, if that's correct. Uh, we're going to Bartram Trail High School in uh, St. John's County, Florida. All right. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> I have no idea where the fuck that is. Uh, Florida High School edited Girls yearbook photos to cover more of their chests. Oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> it's not odd for there to be a little drama when high school yearbooks are released at the end of the year, but at Bartram Trail High School in St. John's County, Florida, the drama has reached national attention. Yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> That's because 80 of the students' portraits were digitally edited, ooh, many of them clumsily, ooh, to add more clothing to chests and shoulders. <gasps> yeah, I'm a sport. <laughs> oh my god. Um, all of the students are female, surprise, surprise, and none of them were consulted. Students and parents told local news outlets that they were shocked and embarrassed when they got their copies of their hundred dollar yearbook last week. I can fucking relate. When I was in high school, like I'm a I mean you can't really see in this room right now, but if you see the rest of this room, there's a lot of shit in this room, right? I collect a lot of shit. I'm fucking nerdy like that. 
I, 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 I like memories. I'm a very nostalgic person. I like, I just like to be able to look back. One day, like when I retire, I'm just chilling and like sitting in the room full of like junk, like the old lady in the labyrinth. I'm gonna be like, oh, this is great. Remember this? Oh, this is great. Oh, look at the, all these fucking cool toys I collected. Wah! Whatever. But um, I was very like attached to my yearbooks, even though like the later years of high school, I fucking hated but my girl at the time, shout out to her because we're still friends and shit. But my girlfriend from high school, she was she went crazy on me and she like destroyed my yearbooks and shit. So I have like yearbooks that have like other girls scribbled out and pages ripped out and it's fucked up. So my yearbooks are fucked up. God damn. Yeah, on the <laughs> Anyways, um, students and parents over at Bartram Trail, uh, they were shocked and embarrassed when they got their copies of their hundred dollar yearbook. Let's take a look at a Bartram Trail ninth grade high school student. Her name is Riley O'Keefe. Riley O'Keefe. Let's take a look at Riley. Okay. Oh, no, wait. Shit. There, there she is. Riley. I fucked it up. Riley. All right, Riley. Look, look, okay. Looks pretty Christian to me. She's uh, got dirty blonde hair. She's a little cute, little cute little uh, high school girl with her little jacket on. She's got a little jacket over a black, like, uh, tube topper. Or, like, it's like a little spandex-like top or something. And it's showing a minor, minor bit of cleavage. Just a little, just a little bit of the cleaves. You know what I mean? Not that, nothing crazy. You know what I mean? She couldn't start an OnlyFans off of this picture. She couldn't fucking, you know what I mean? Like, um, I don't think this picture is going to show up on To Catch Predator. But anyways, uh, they went ahead and made themselves an edit because they were like, this is some bullshit. She's on some crazy shit. She's fucking dancing, dancing with the devil. We can't have this shit. So they did an edit. There's the edit. It's terribly, this is like a terrible quality picture of it. It's like a fucking really bad screenshot of it. But they they basically straight, they gave her a straight line. I mean, the girl wasn't showing that much to begin with. But now she's showing next to nothing. They gave her a straight black line like they almost censored her chest. This one's not that bad, though. This one's okay. This one's, it's not that bad. Um... She says that the picture was deemed inappropriate by the school and photoshopped in the printed edition. Parents and students are now asking for a major change. All right. School district told uh, the St. Augustine Record and News for Jax that ultimately the decision to edit the photos was made by the yearbook coordinator, who's probably a fucking douche, uh, also a teacher at the school, who deemed the photos were in violation of the school's dress code. You know what's crazy? Dress code was a thing when I was in high school, like 100 years ago or whatever. I'm like, bro, it's it's still a fucking thing. This is still a fucking thing. And like, not for nothing, but like, all right, some dress code things, I get it. Like, shit's a little crazy. But this is like very, very fucking tame. All right. Um, according to the school's website, all photos in the yearbook must be consistent with the dress code or they, quote, may be digitally adjusted. Critics have been quick to point out. The yearbook has unedited photos of the men's swim, te swim team in Speedos with their fucking balls hanging out. Um, for example, which would also violate the dress code, but you know what I mean? Sexist motherfuckers. Um, yeah. Of course, all the girls just, just, girls just get... Oh, this is my favorite one, though. All right, here we go. Here's another side-by-side -side comparison of a Bartram Trail High School student's edited yearbook photo. Um, I don't have her name, and I guess... They, don't, they didn't have petition, permission or her name or anything of that shit either because they had, to, um, they had to blur out her face. So there's her picture. She looks like a punk rocker kind of chick. She's got her hair like tied up in a, uh, 
Princess Leia bun. Her face is pixelated out, so I, I we can't really like see her face. Um, but uh, she's got like a, a, a an owl from Tool Time uh, plaid shirt on. She's got like a little necklace, and then like I guess like it does it like the picture because of her height, it doesn't really show like a undershirt under there. So, but you could see just the tip of a little bit of little bit of cleave, little bit of cleave, but nothing that crazy. Now. Whoever did the Photoshop job for this fucking picture when they flipped it is my fucking hero. All right. Look at that shit. Oh, my God. They killed it. This person. This is probably one of the worst Photoshops I've ever seen in my entire life. They took like a fucking piece of the plaid shirt and then just like a square piece that doesn't really even blend in with anything else. And then just slapped it right across the like middle of her chest to like close the shirt up. But the pattern doesn't match. The fucking angle doesn't match. And you can see the full outline of the square where they put it. Let me show you. So there's there's what it was. And there's... Holy shit. Wow. That is fucking epic. Pretty much the worst Photoshop ever. And like low-key, if that was my picture, I would kind of be like stoked on that. I would be like... This is amazing. Get the fuck out of here. Like, this is the most this is the most horrendous Photoshop job ever. Um, terrible. Bartram Trail High made local headlines uh, about a dress code controversy earlier this year when dozens of girls were taken out of class in one day for dress code violations. Many of the girls reported they were asked to unzip their fully zipped sweatshirts in front of other students and teachers to reveal tank tops and sports bras, which were then deemed in violation. Damn, under the hoodie, even under the hoodie. Uh, Students created an online petition in response saying that implementation of the dress code unfairly targets females and that it's clearly based on the sexualization of young women in their clothing, especially since many girls are told they are dressed inappropriately or that what they are wearing may be distracting to the boys. Get the fuck out of here. Fuck the boys. In recent years, some students and organizations around the country around the country have called for reforming dress codes in schools saying they often create an environment where girls are made to feel ashamed of their bodies and that the education of their male counterparts is seen as more important bitch. Get the fuck out of here. In a 2018 study on schools in Washington DC, the National Women's Law Center and Black Girl uh, said black girls are disproportionately punished for dress code violations. Surprise, surprise. The St. John's County School District has offered refunds to parents who have called about the issue, but the students would have to turn in their yearbooks to get their money back. Get the fuck out of here. Many parents are saying the issue isn't about the money. God damn it. Adrian Bartlett, whose daughter's yearbook picture was edited to add more material to her shirt on her chest. Oh, maybe this is a girl we're looking at right now. Uh, Told the St. Augustine Record. That her daughter is trying to laugh it off, but she worries about the underlying idea the photo editing conveys. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here! The underlying idea that the photo editing conveys is that they must not have a graphic fucking design department at this high school, because whoever edited that fucking picture sucks. Get the fuck right? out of here! God damn, that's 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 all I see. I don't like. I don't see anything deeper. I don't see any like, oh man, they're trying to hold women down. This is crazy. Now, the first thing I see when I see that picture is God. Damn, that person sucks at fucking Photoshop. The first, like, I used to, in high school, I used to, when I first, like, started fucking with Photoshop, I used to Photoshop people's report cards. I used to change them for a fee. You know what I mean? I'm on my hustler shit. So I would, like, oh, come by the crib on report card day, and everybody would change their interims or their report cards at my crib. And 
ninth grade, tenth grade me photoshopping report cards, I promise you, would have done a better job than that much. Get the fuck out of here. here. Telling you right now. Um, I think it sends the message that our girls should be ashamed of their growing bodies, Bartlett said, and I think that's a horrible message to send out to these young girls that are going through these changes. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> wow. The epic photoshops. All right. God damn. Graphic design for freshman 101. Um, all right. Let's do one more. We got one more here lined up. Um, now, if you traumatize these girls in high school you gotta watch out because this fucking florida baby you don't know what the fuck you what kind of monsters you could be creating all right forgive the pun but yes you could be creating a crazy monster all right what the fuck let's go to where are we going for this one uh shit it doesn't say oh clear water love me some clear water let's go to clear water look this is what you could create right here yeah, you could create her if you're not too careful. If you edit her fucking Photoshop picture, uh, her, if you Photoshop her uh, yearbook picture and fuck it up, you could create this lady right here. Her name is Ann Walsh, uh, a Florida woman who was battered. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Not battered. Whew, whew, almost fucked that up. A Florida woman battered her boyfriend with soiled Doggy pads during a late night confrontation that also included the victim getting sprayed in the face with Windex. Yeah, the floor. <laughs> Her name is Ann Walsh. She's a bad motherfucker. All right. Investigators say that Ann Walsh, 60 years old, damn. Yeah, the floor. <laughs> she attacked her 64 year old boyfriend inside the couple's Clearwater apartment Thursday evening. Walsh um, was arrested for domestic battery and booked into the county jail where she remains locked up. Because she does not have a $5,000 bond. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> and Walsh hit him with the fucking shitty doggy pads. Um, as detailed in an arrest affidavit, Walsh engaged in a physical altercation with the victim while he sat on their couch. Man, you know what I love? I would love to know, though, in, in articles like this, stories like this. They never tell you what the fight was about. Like, what was the fight about? I just want to know. Was it like, get off the fucking couch, Walter? And he was like, nah, bitch, fucking suck my fucking 64-year-old dick. And she was like, bitch, here, fucking puppy child, bitch. Get on the floor. Um, I just never, I just always want to know what the fight, like, what fight gets you to that point? You know what I mean? Like, damn, what fight gets you to the point where you're like, yo, check this out. I'm going to throw this, I'm going to throw doggy shit at you, and then I'm going to spray you with Windex, bitch. <laughs> God damn, shit. Whatever happened to just, like, cold shoulder or whatever, like, Oh, I'm not going to give him any, and I'm going to just fucking not talk to him for the rest of the night. Get on the floor. <laughs> no, no, we're not doing that. We're fucking going hard. Uh, during a post-arrest interview, um, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, the retiree uh, cops alleged took soiled dog pads and threw them at the victim. During a post-arrest interview, Walsh reportedly copped to also spraying her boyfriend in the motherfucking face with motherfucking Windex. A judge has ordered Walsh to have no contact with the victim, who apparently was not injured during the dog pad incident. Damn, all that, all that creative shit, you didn't even injure him. Get on the floor. <laughs> Bruh, if you're gonna spray him in the face with Windex, at least blind the motherfucker. Get shit. on the floor. <laughs> what happened? All this, all this soiled dog pad throwing and Windex spraying, and what was the, what was the result? Nothing. Got you arrested, and that was it. Shit. Should have just done some old-fashioned shit. Fucking 
threw him through the window or some smashed his leg in or some shit. Goddamn. A judge has ordered Walsh to have no contact with the victim who was not injured. Walsh's rap sheet. Oh, she got a rap sheet. It includes several prior domestic battery arrests, all of which involve the man identified as the victim in the alleged May 20th attack. Walsh, however, was not convicted in any of the earlier cases. Um, so I, I guess she, she's getting off and uh, she's probably going to do it again. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> you got to watch out here, folks. All right. Because our women don't fuck around. All right. Come to Florida. You know what I mean? You might find a little cocaine washing up on the beach. All right. You may try to put some of that coke in your butt. You know what I mean? And you might try to hide it for a good time. Then, if you're vaccinated, you can go ahead and get yourself a $20 ticket to a punk rock show. You're having a great time. It's fucking wonderful. You, you're, you're, you're fucking having a blast, all right? But then you're like, you know what? Fuck that. Fuck that shit. I need to go, like, kick it with my girl. And you meet a girl at the punk rock show. And then you get together and you have a great time. Years and years and years pass by. And then... You guys get into just fight after fight after fight to the point where you have to throw shitty doggy pads at them and spray them in the face with fucking window. Yeah, on the floor. <laughs> God damn it. That's it, folks. It's Florida for you, all right? Make some fucking noise for Florida, will you? <laughs> ah. I want to love like that too. I want to love like that too. Every I read a story like that, it makes me feel like, damn, like I want to. I'm gonna talk to my wife after this show and be like, damn, are we born, babe? Babe, I think we're born because I'm reading about some. I mean, we we have another like 20, 30 years to get there, or whatever. Twenty years, twenty some odd years. But like in twenty years, I don't think I, I don't see you spraying me in the face with Windex, and I don't see you throwing shitty doggy pads at me either. Um. Well, you never know. There's plenty of time. There's always time to always time to improve. You're never too old to improve yourself. All right, anyways. Um let's see. Uh that's it for get on the Florida for this week. Let's see what our good friend Mr. Spencer has for us. Um I think he's going to do a music review, which is great because I I've always like toyed with doing music reviews, but I never really want to do them cuz like I feel weird doing music reviews and then like what if I like say some shit about an artist like project that like I want to work with at some point like I can't I can't be doing a music review so don't worry Spencer's gonna fucking take care of it for me I'll chime in after you'll recognize it's uh, Spencer here biggest fan I've seen every single episode of the podcast hey recognize Spencer here a long time caller been calling for years my two spans it's my two spins. My two spins. Oh, you got an opinion? Well, you can't have it because it's my two spins. Spins, yeah. Hello, GTFOH Nation. This week we're going to talk about the new J. Cole album, The Off Season. I'm sure you're all aware this is probably the most talked about album in, you know, the past couple weeks. Uh, so let's talk about it. Overall, you know, J. Cole 
is is clearly a very talented rapper. I don't think anyone could argue that he isn't. Oftentimes it feels like in this album that he's trying to prove that he can he can rap super well or maybe that maybe he just raps so well that it just always seems like that. I don't know. But either way, I mean all of J. Cole's verses on this are very, very strong. There's no point where you think, oh, J. Cole's not a good rapper. Like, he clearly is. But there is moments where he maybe struggles a little bit musically, um, mostly with the hooks. I think that's probably the biggest gripe with a lot of these tracks is lackluster hooks. Songs like 100 Mil are just, you know, it's the same line over and over again. That's not a good hook. There's like this whiny auto-tune on it. And you know, Rec and I have talked about this before. I'm not I'm not against auto-tune, just blanket. You know, just just if you put auto-tune on it, I'm gonna hate it. It's not that. But it, it needs to be done well with intention and just, you know, it needs to add to like the aesthetic and the feel and the vibe of the song in a way that works. And I often think with rap, people just kind of overdo it. And and on 100 mil, it's just, it's whiny and it's it's just not good. And overall, just the hook itself wasn't very good. So just slapping that autotune on, it's not going to make it any better. But, you know, other than that, I mean, the production overall is good. It's pretty just m classic modern hip hop. Some of it's a little more out there, like the, the instrumental on Pride is the Devil, I think is, it has that nice kind of trippy part to it that, that kind of sets it out a little bit. Uh, and yeah, overall, I mean, J. Cole has great verses, probably some lackluster hooks. There's there are songs that just don't have hooks at all, which personally I thought were maybe some of the stronger songs on the album, where it's just kind of in an in intro, uh, some like 32 bar or 64 bar j cole verse that's that's good and then you, you just have like an outro songs like punching the clock which you know probably one of my favorite tracks off this album i also like that it's it's you know it's the shortest song which i think is kind of funny like it's punching the clock and it's the shortest song and i don't know maybe that's not even intentional but i thought that was funny and yeah i mean just overall really strong hooks on on a, or very strong bars on a lot of these but unfortunately the hooks kind of hold back a lot of it the rap features from 21 savage and baby i wasn't very big on i don't think they're bad per se but you know when you put them next to j cole like it's very clear that there's there's a difference between the two right 21 savage i think especially um I think I think the baby managed to hold up a little bit more, and maybe it's just because Pride is the Devil overall is is a really strong song. The baby, I don't, you know, I think he managed to hold up at least, whereas Twenty One Savage, eh, but you know, whatever, it is what it is. And and all the other features that were not like rap verse features, I I thought were pretty good overall. Of course, J Cole's known as being kind of a storyteller rapper, um, and songs like Let Go My Hand close very you know strong storytelling songs with with pretty interesting lyrics and things going on that's another thing j cole just you know packed with entendres and, and word plays and and some metaphors and similes and things like that which is always great let go my hand you know at the beginning i really i really liked the overall concept of the song and at the at the beginning he's talking about like finding the beat on his phone but it like didn't really speak to him at the time and he had to kind of like step away from it and i really liked that metaphor and how it kind of played into the concept and the topic of the rest of the song um so i think j cole is is pretty smart about some of the ways that he went about some of these songs and and sets them up really well with those with the storytelling elements obviously close as another example of that just a very strong story overall i don't know if it's a song like i'll go back to a lot 
but but I mean it's you know for the story part of it like it's it's pretty great and I mean overall that's that's basically it my top songs off the album were Pride is the Devil Punch in the Clock Let Go My Hand my least favorite track on the album is 100 Mil it's probably the only song I would maybe say is potentially just like not a good song but you know obviously that's all subjective I'd give it probably this overall project I'd probably give it like three stars or so something like that I enjoyed it overall had some good songs definitely worth checking out a few uh and it, overall it was a short album so it's not like I was it's not like you have to invest a lot into it and that's basically it wreck what were uh your thoughts on the J. Cole album have a good rest of your weekend yeah thank you Spencer appreciate you <clears throat> um yeah, I, I really enjoyed. I actually really enjoyed this uh, the project. I really enjoyed. Um, I, I'm a I'm a J Cole fan already, just by default. And um, you know what it is for me? It's like in hip hop these days, so few projects really get me hype to rhyme. Um, like they, they, they like that's how I. It's it's like I can judge a project as a listener, and then I can judge a project as an MC. And it, and the projects that get me hype as an MC, like to rhyme, um, I love those projects. And this is one of those projects. Like J Cole is just going, and like sometimes I think for me, as an MC, like to not hear intricate hooks or no hooks at all, and it's just ba 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 gets me hype. Um, and then I could tell it had that effect on other MCs because you see people like Token got all excited and did a fucking, uh, you know, four freestyle, four J. Cole freestyle record like thing. And um, yeah, it, to me, I liked it a lot. It's dope. Yeah. Uh, you know, like you said, I'm, I'm not a yeah. You meant to say uh, what? Dub baby instead of little baby or whatever the fuck. Uh, no, little baby. You meant little baby. Um, yeah, there's too many fucking babies to keep up with. Uh, his verse cool. Like I wasn't mad at his verse. I'm not a huge 21 Savage fan either. So I feel you on that one. It's cool you know, not really for me but um but the overall the project just the tone of the project the vibe it kind of has a mixtape vibe more than an album vibe which i think is on purpose i think it's supposed to be regarded as a mixtape um I, I i enjoyed it a lot um pride that pride record is really fresh um i love the first like few tracks in particular and yeah i've just been enjoying it it got me hype it made, it made me want to rap a lot so shout out to fucking j cole for doing it yeah one time for j cole All right, let's keep it moving. Thank you for the review, Spence. We appreciate you. Much love. You the man. Um, all right, so um, let's do this. Oh, so if you if you weren't uh, familiar, go ahead and check that J. Cole project out. It's called The Off Season. It's out now, playing everywhere. I think he's got a couple of videos, at least one or two videos off the project. Um, so go check him out. I think he, like, it's just like, he, it's like his fourth consecutive, like, number one. He, did number one again so fuck yeah all right anyways let's keep it moving i want to do um let's bring the breakdowns back because we haven't done a breakdown yet for this new season and we used to do them weekly and i think we should bring them fucking back um i haven't done one live yet so that should be fun let's fucking do that so for the breakdown we're gonna bring back uh a previous line from the first episode because uh, I, I wouldn't mind just hearing Cat Will's voice again because she's got a good energy always and brings my fucking spirits up. Uh, so let's go to this week's breakdown. What up, Wreck and the Wrecking Crew? I am so excited for Get the Fuck Out of Here Season 2. It is so time for this. I can't wait. I'm so proud of you. I am so inspired by you. I'm super excited that we're at Season 2. 
This is so amazing. Keep rocking out. Keep doing it. Keep inspiring. And I promise you inspire me so much that one day I'm going to get my shit together and get my own equipment and try and do my own podcast like I said I was going to. So keep it rocking. We love you so much. And thank you for everything you do. If you're still doing the song breakdown of the episode, I want to hear about Higher Ground. Every time I go to the mountains in Colorado or any mountains, I play that song the moment that I stop at a vantage point to smoke. I love you. Keep everything rocking and Wrecking Crew represent. Yep. I know a lot of y'all been wondering, where's paradise? Been thinking that too. But as the years passed by, I started to realize it's to be created. There's nobody else that could do it but you. When I was just a little kid trying to get a grip on this big world with my fingertips I was ignorant to the viciousness of a human being being dissonant Mama always taught me kindness, treat him just the way you wanna be Kept my friends covering my back, kept my enemies right in front of me Kept an eye on the prize, tied to the line, nope, I don't wanna drown Always killing me, this negativity, and now it's tipping me, I'm going down Somebody help me, please help me, got no money but I'm feeling wealthy no insurance, but I'm feeling healthy. I'm just trying to play the hand they dealt me. Few players at the table folded. Couple others went to do their own shit. I don't judge them, really. I still love them. I just hope they find a world to truly coast them. Cause this rock is beaten up and broken. By the promises that we've been hoping. Stay golden and unfrozen until we finally get to find a quotient. You got answers? You got answers. Well, I got questions. Well, I got questions. Is this banter? Is this banter? Or is it lessons? I don't know. A lot of evil cats running around without a bit of tact or a disgrace. I'm trying to climb a little higher up to get the blessings Every time I come down I'm trying to find some high ground Higher ground Higher ground Every time you're around You make me feel like I'm bound for higher ground So this is produced by uh, Beatnik and K Salam, who we did a bunch of work together. Uh, shit, we did uh, Can't Be Alone together. We did uh, what else did we do? We did Typical together. We did Float together. Um, let me turn that on. Enough. Hopefully that's low enough. Um, yeah, we did a bunch of records together, and unfortunately, I don't work with Beatnik and Kesalam um, that much anymore. Uh, shit, uh, Beatnik started working in advertising, if I'm not mistaken, and started doing like some big, uh, like advertising productions and stuff. And I, I don't know if he like stopped doing music production for artists, but like or for albums. But we haven't worked together in a while. But this is one of my favorite records, man. They gave me this fucking track, and it was just like, man, this shit had such a vibe to me. Um, it's kind of like wrote itself for real, um, and it's it's a song that is um, 
kind of an amalgamation of people in my life that's dedicated to but uh the hook is mostly centered around my wife um i've done someone some when my anniversary hit recently somebody said to me oh you should write your song a song for your wife you never done that and i was like oh well you need to go back in the catalog because i got um, i got silent partner which is on rooftops mixtape which is about her um i've got a few mentions of her know it in mayday that whole verse is about her um and and higher ground also that verse is like i even mentioned her in the in the verse as well but in the hook like just that vibe is just like it's just like you know thinking about being with somebody that you that that fucking just elevates you you know what i mean and just like puts you up on a pedestal and fucking and and you it makes you feel like the same for them and it's just like higher ground bro just i don't know it was just a vibe it just really came from that music which is a lot of how a lot of songs that i write go the music sets off the inspiration and then i just go from there and just like the fucking um the guitar and the hook like oh man that little boom 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 like ooh, i had to like raise it up in the little mix that i had just because it wasn't loud enough and hitting um yeah i did i actually did i did mention ada as well in uh in jezebel the george spitz record um yeah so i've I've mentioned her a bunch of times so it's like yeah i never did like a like a gisele my bell i never did like a song that's like oh shit this is about his girl like it's all a little bit subtle because that's just my vibe that's my style but um this song is really like yeah for anybody who has someone in their life that uh makes them feel like they float you know makes them makes them feel like they're higher they're elevated when they because of this person um makes you that person makes you a better person they put you on higher ground, you know. Um, so yeah, I I I realized that uh, "Into the Further" is probably not quoted as like one of my favorite, like one of fan, uh, not as quoted as a fan favorite album. But to me, I really really enjoy that whole project. Um, and some of my favorite songs I've ever written are on that album. So um, "Higher Ground" being one of them, "Through the Rain" being one of them. Uh, there's a there's a few joints in there that I really really fucking love and like would put in my top selections and higher ground be, would be one of those. Um, so yeah, there's not there's no crazy like deep story behind it other than that. Um, and uh, yeah, I think um, I've got a high octave Miyagi on that hook backing me up. So shout out to uh, Mayday Secret Weapon and um, and yeah, shout out to Beatnik and K Salam on the fucking mic on the on the track uh ben cybolski on the mix and uh that's higher ground from into the further huh? cat thank you for the breakdown request cat if you out there in the world have a song or a feature or a verse of mine or that i've been a part of or a mayday record that you want to hear broken down or see if there's any backstory or a rough demo version or some shit i have in the vaults that maybe possible to play on the show um you can send a request either through the anchor app you can go to anchor.fm forward slash the gtfoh podcast um you can go to the any of the social medias and click the link and you can request the breakdown or you can just email us a request at the gtfoh podcast at gmail.com so send those in if you got any songs you want me to break down i got one lined up already for next week adam i got yours coming up next week and then uh yeah i'm gonna need some after that so if you got breakdown requests i think i have enough songs to cover that i haven't covered yet for the rest of the season at the very least um so yeah fuck yeah let's keep it moving get the fuck out of here um 
Moving right the fuck along. Uh, I think we only have a couple lines this week to get to before we close it up, so let's do it. Let's get to um, Alex Alex Behar. Let's go to Alex Behar. Hey, Rec. This is Alex from California. Uh, sending a message telling my freaking landlord, Devin, being a real douche right now, so we had to move because of his ass. But I uh, just want to tell him to, you know, hit him with the tag. Out of here. Damn. Out of here. Let me find out. Alex's landlord is being a douche. So uh, one time for fucking Alex remaining strong. All right. Why are you being a douche? Was his name Devin? Hey, Devin, why are you being a douche, bro? Why don't you just fucking relax? All right. It's a fucking pandemic still. All right. The world hasn't booted up quite yet. I love how they were like, oh, yeah, we're not going to collect. You know, we're not going to evict anybody. For the first like six months of the pandemic, but then like six months in, all of a sudden it was like, uh, no, nah, you know what? Fuck it, we're cool. Business as usual. Oh, what do you mean? Like the world didn't start back up? What the fuck? Get the fuck out of here. Um, appreciate the line, Alex. Yes, if you also out there have someone in your life that you would love to vent on, but you have no one that you can trust, no one that you that you knows understands you, and you can't tell them yourself because you don't want to cause any kind of conflict, then go ahead. All right. And fucking hit us up. Drop us a line. The link is always in the description of the show. Um, You can find it on the social media. You can find it on the website. You can email us if you want, whatever. Send us a fucking voicemail any way, shape, or form that you can. And tell that person. Tell that person that's fucking up with your life, fucking you up. Tell them what you want to tell them. Or let me tell them. All right? Just send me the note. Send me the memo. Send me the voice note or whatever. And fucking I'll let them know. Get the fuck out of here. All right, um, I need more lines, so if you guys want to drop any more lines to the show, now's the fucking time, all right? Uh, before we close up shop for the week, let's go to um, the one and only Denny Jean-Paul Gagné for our weekly dose of positivity. Let's see, will it be the Dolly Gagné or will it be something else? Let's find out. What up, Rec? I wanted to start off this week's line by letting you know how much I enjoy seeing your beautiful boys playing and growing up. I love the stroller cam, and I especially love the stories where you are interacting with them. I know it must be hard to juggle what and what not to share with the outside world, but I love every second of it. They are so adorable at this age. It is amazing how quickly their brains change and how quickly they start to reveal their own thoughts and feelings. Every time Olivia hears music or sees a beard, she yells, Uncle Ben, we're recognized. It's the cutest thing. Aaliyah wants her own Uncle Ben shirts, and she's so excited to eventually meet you. Low-key, so is daddy. Anyways, cherish these moments. Actually, discover more of these moments anytime you can. Every extra second you can get is always worth it because that's the one thing you can't get back. It'll be over in a blink. That always makes me think. Grow their light. Encourage their might. Teach them right. Hug them tight. And everything will be alright. Peace out. Damn, Danny with the bars. Denny Gagne, the Dolly Gagne with the with the rhymes at the end. Let me fucking find out, man. Um, thank you for the weekly affirmation, Dolly Gagne. Always appreciated, and uh, we're gonna miss you in Colorado next week. We wish the whole crew wishes you could be out there with us, but it's cool. We're gonna do a Canadian like retreat soon. So if Canada doesn't let you hop the border with they strict ass, we'll figure out a way to break in there. And we'll come out your way and we'll do a show out there so the girls can come too, all right? So much love, 
You're the fucking truth for that. We love you. All right. So, yeah. Um, it's going down. It's fucking going down. Um, so, let's see. Next week, June 4th, June 5th, we're in Denver, Colorado. We're in Colorado Springs, Colorado. Um, I got one new merch item I'm bringing with me. A new, It's just a new logo shirt. Nothing crazy, but uh, in a new colorway that I've never done before. Um, so I got that, and then I'm going to bring out some music. Um, I'm doing the longest, most comprehensive set I've ever done. So, like, it's intimidating, but I'm, in, I'm, I'm hoping it's going to go well. It's uh, damn near every project I've ever done. Uh, solo anyways and some features and a little bit of mayday it's all over the fucking place but um it's my longest solo set i've ever attempted very excited about that um and i also just started working with um a company uh with a couple of friends called uh that launched a company called fly dad and it actually hasn't launched officially yet it launches june 1st but this is for anybody out there uh who's got newborns mostly it's it's basically aimed at my guys out there you know what i mean fly dad obviously um because uh the homies basically were like complaining that guys you know what i mean i know girls get their facebook pictures edited fucked up and shit but guys we really don't have like the best looks when it comes to parenting you know what i mean like traditionally they'd be like leaving us out of shit they'd be like nah you know we're not gonna make a diaper bag for guys who's gonna fucking use that shit but yo fucking you know what i mean dads are out here we're doing our shit good dad gang we're fucking doing our thing um so this company fly dad they created this bag that is a backpack like diaper bag combination and i've been prototype testing it for shit like a couple months now and the only drawback for me was it's meant you know meant for new you know younger kids my kids are almost about to be out of diapers so you know i'm gonna still use the bag because i like the bag anyways but it's gonna it would have been really clutch for me to have uh, when my kids were a little bit younger, but either way, um, it's going down anyway. So anyways, uh, I launched, um, an affiliate link for this bag. If you want to check it out, I'm going to put a link in the show description, uh, up until June 1st, you can get the bag 50% off. Then the first week of June, I asked them if they could still give me a little bit of discount for my uh, coupon code. So they're going to give me 10%. So if you want to grab one of these bags, you can get one before June 1st for 50% off the price. You can get one for the first week of June for 10% off. And then if you have to get one or want to get one past the first week of June, then you can get one and just uh, use my code to, you know, show me some love and shit. You know what I mean? Uh, but yeah, I'll uh, I'll put some stuff up on social media on June first when the bag actually launches. But I just wanted to show love to everybody who supports me and is tuned into my shit early. That if they want to grab a bag at half off, now is the fucking time. So shout out to my people at Fly Dad. I'm happy to be a part of the organization. New bag alert. New bag alert. Going down. Um, I love you guys. If you tuned in live on Twitch, um, thank you for that. If you haven't tuned in live on Twitch yet, please just go and give us a follow on the Twitch account and uh, look out for the audio podcast wherever you listen to your audio podcast for, uh, tomorrow morning and just give it a click if you can. And we'll also have the YouTube video replay up in the morning. I love y'all. Thank you so much for fucking kicking it with me. It's been a pleasure as usual. You already know. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Um, I'll see y'all soon. Peace. It's that time again We gotta say goodnight You know it's getting late 
tomorrow is another day, my friend. All right, people. It's time to go home. Yep. Losing time. We're ready to head on out. So let's go. You don't have to go home. But you can't stay here Now you're making me mad You're gonna make me swear Get the fuck out of here Finish up that beer You might as well call it a night, my friend Arrivederci, sayonara Get the fuck out Ciao, good night Bye-bye, so long, farewell Get See you later, out. alligator In a wild crocodile, shaking now Get the fuck out Get the, Get the fuck out of here Come on, give me a out. fucking break Can I get a refill, please? Hey, Get the you. fuck out The GTFOH Podcast. Learn more at thegtfohpodcast.com. Just what the world needed, one more podcast. Get the fuck out of here!